0: Good evening, Marvels and Marvelettes. It's the Blurred Hawk in the Big Bayou, and we're back to talk about all things Marvel. From the big screen to the small print, feel the pulse in your chest so you know you're alive. It's season one, episode five of the Marvel Tribe. What's going on, everybody? This is Big Bayou, and I'm here with always with the uh, Blurred Hawk How are you doing today, Dave? Hey, I'm
1: doing fantastic. This is a uh, another great, great time to be alive.
0: glorious beautiful day. I had, I had really good weather I'm during the this. day.
1: I'm loving this winter. Like I, uh, so just a little about me. I absolutely, absolutely hate snow. It's the one thing about this planet I cannot stand. <laughs> and so to have a winter like this. Where there we have not had a drop of snow. Now I know we're going to pay for it in the summer. Yep. That's just the way the natural world works. I don't care. I'm, I'm enjoying the. You're sun. enjoying the non snow. Oh man, winter. I'm enjoying this winter. This yeah. is amazing. Thank you,
0: Santa. I, I happen to love snow, but then again, I grew up without it, so mm-hmm. it's easier to love it when you grow up in a place that uh, is about 70 degrees on Christmas Day. <laughs> so. Oh, that sounds like paradise. So this is episode five of the Marvel Tribe. And uh, we're so glad if you, you guys are tuning in, whenever you're tuning in, if you're live with us, awesome. Nice to see you. Uh, we are super excited to keep going. We have a big, 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 big thing coming up for our, yes. our other our flagship title, the the decast. And, of course, we'll be recording the decast tomorrow night. Yep. So if you want to tune into that, that would be awesome. This show will also be up tomorrow, possibly tonight, but more than likely tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So those of you who aren't doing it live, you can catch it tomorrow. And we have the Medford Comic-Con coming up. Absolutely. Really, really exciting stuff going on for all of us. We will be... I don't know what
1: that means. Oh, oh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, so, so, tomorrow... <laughs> so,
1: also, all you Marvel Tribe people out there, I just wanted to let you know that tomorrow, on the dcast, absolutely listen to that podcast, because we're going to reveal... We'll do it Thursday. Oh, that's Sorry. right.
0: We're doing Thursday because that's somebody's right. got recording. a birthday.
1: We're recording on Thursday, so listen to that episode because they're going to. I'm gonna. We're gonna have a very special announcement about a really amazing prize. This is a never been done before type of prize that if you're a huge MCU fan, you're gonna want to. Get in on it, absolutely. So we'll reveal that during the the decast. So, um, and, but yeah, it absolutely ties into the Marvel tribe, and you guys will absolutely love love what we got.
0: So happy early birthday to Zach! Yes, happy uh, birthday, his baby. birthday's tomorrow, right? Wow, and, and how old is Zach going to be? Seventeen. 17. I think he, he's our he's our highest paid intern. Right? He he's he's our is paid he paid. is our, our highest paid non paid yeah, intern. That's right. Yeah, yeah, he gets paid in high fives. That's so. right,
1: and smiles.
0: So before I forget, because we lost it last time, Mr. Dunn, right? I was in Meyer, and I was walking and this gentleman passed me and then like kind of gave a weird look, turned around, came back and whispered, Marvel Tribe, Marvel Tribe, which was amazing. So huge shout out if you're listening right now. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, we do appreciate it. Again, we had pretty good numbers, you know, for a side show that we're doing here. Oh, yeah. I love it. So today we have a bunch of stuff on the on the racket. We're going to try a new little thing out uh, i call the not so mcu where i'm going to grab a movie from the past that uh isn't very canon <laughs> it, it isn't it deserves to be put in a canon and shot away but uh, it's not very canon and of course we're going to do the retro spotlight and uh to start off with our very first set it's our rumors how do rumors get started started by the deadest people and rumors, rumors. Rumor number one, David. Do you want to talk about rumor number one?
1: Sure. Yeah. So rumor number one is Wolverine. Yes. So you know they they're they're looking. The rumor is that you know Henry Cavill, who is you know notably you know Superman from that you know that other. Band of Merry Men. Yeah, I'm not sure. Distinguished competition. Yeah, the Justice something, the Posse gang.
0: The Justice Posse.
1: The, J, the JV, the JV Avengers. Right. Um, now, so yeah, he, you know, he's also in this really amazing hit series, The Witcher, which absolutely, I'm actually loving. It's, it's really good. Yeah, I, I binge watched that twice. So it's, good stuff. It, it really is really good. So give 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 a coin to your, to your Witcher. Give
0: a coin to your Witcher.
1: But um, yeah, so the rumor is that, you know, he, they... Looking at him to play Wolverine and bringing Wolverine to the to the MCU somehow, and you know, I mean, Chris, you want to tell me what you how you feel about I, little I, Henry? Uh... I,
0: I will. Um, I have a couple of problems. It's not Henry Cavill as an actor. It's not his build. His physique is pretty darn amazing. Yeah, and I realize that this is a very fat person talking about somebody's physique. So I got to be very careful with that one. Um my main problem, and I know it's it's two things. Number one is Cavill is a lot taller than, than I imagine Wolverine to be and mm-hmm. I, I like perspective things. Uh I know that some artists have drawn him drawn him taller than, than he should be, but he's 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 five two, five three. Yeah. He's
1: Wolverine's around he's
0: taller than Danny DeVito, but you know, he's he's like a little bit taller than my wife. Mm-hmm. Uh and I mean that's threatening in its own way. But uh, Cavill's a big Big bulky dude, and I think it would it would sell tickets and everything, but I worry the last twenty years mm-hmm. have been a real oversaturation of Wolverine. Yes. It's been very well in the comics, it's just he's on two Avengers teams and he's leading his own team of Avengers, and then he's on an X-Force team, he's on an X-Men team, he's on another X-Men team. And so I love the character, but at some point it's just overwhelming. Yeah. So if they do the, the reboot of the X-Men sooner, because it certainly looks like we might get it sooner than later, based on the other rumors that we have. If these rumors are true, then and these are rumors, then I would rather them do a base team that doesn't include him or feature him right away. Absolutely. And and that's that's my biggest thing. He's he's supposed to be considerably older than all the other X-Men. He he has a part of his power, he, he ages slower. You know, we're going to talk about uh, I'm going to talk about at least the Winter Soldier in my Retro Spotlight, Mm -hmm. another person who's aged and there's a whole story behind it. But he's a good 80, 90 years older than the the class when he comes into it. Mm -hmm. So I just think I'd rather focus on a a better written Cyclops, Uh, a, a Jean Grey who isn't maybe at the full extent of her powers or just something. I mean, something to build upon. That's that's my two cents about Henry Cavill. I like him a lot. I, this is not a knock on him, but I think he does a wonderful job as Superman. Um, and that's yeah.
1: So I I have to co-sign that. I, so I I think the the for me the flaw that that um, Fox made. I mean, and, and and I'm not saying I love Wolverine. Hugh Jackman's rendition, amazing. I can't. It's really hard for me even at this moment to picture someone else being wolverine so that's how great of a a character and an actor he played but um in the role we're you know we're going straight to the to the to the x-men to the mutant side if mcu is going to start introducing mutants which they are um don't you know we they have to roll it out kind of how like they did with with uh with iron man Iron Man was not the when Iron Man came out. He is not the the a lister, I guess you say of of comic book characters and stuff. But he, he got made that when we got introduced to that, and then we got to see like the Thors and the Incredible Hawks, and you know, and you know, Black Panthers and Black all all of these. Uh, this ensemble kind of build and was able to allow to naturally kind of take shape. Sure, with. I think what they what I think they did a little bit wrong is they made Wolverine like the breakout star. And they wrote that without really much development of the other X-Men characters, and stuff, Agreed. which made it kind of they almost kind of weakened the universe a little bit, in my opinion, and stuff, because it's like Wolverine is the go to for everything and stuff. And they did try to kind of bring it back and stuff and focus in a little bit on storytelling for some of the uh, some for some of the other X-Men characters and stuff. Um but it just it just didn't it just didn't work. That it, it so I'm glad that X-Men is back in the is actually in the house of the MCU. And I want to see them. You know, there. You know, there's plenty of other characters that they can start bringing out and introducing us to, and making us fall in love with, and showing how that that relationship works with the MCU and mutants and stuff. Without Wolverine, right away, we all need to just roll them out.
0: You know, Agreed. So. Plus, as we talked about before, uh, before the show kicked off. Logan is such a good movie yeah. and had such a great ending and a, just a finality to it that the character deserves. My mic is sinking very slowly. <laughs> <laughs> I see that. Slowly Luckily, I'm super, super down. flexible, he said, without a, <laughs> a hint of irony. So r- rumor number two, yes. uh, Captain Marvel 2, which mm-hmm. I, I believe we all agree yep. enjoyed Captain Marvel 1. Yep. I know Sean loved it a lot. It's amazing. And so apparently Rogue will be appearing in the Captain, two, uh, Captain Marvel 2 movie.
1: So this is something I absolutely hope so. Yes, um, very but, much so. So Go rogue, ahead. so you know, everyone who do know rogue, you know she her, she has this amazing ability to remove m- remove one powers from you, and so I think you know we could we I would love to see kind of a story with a uh, you know uh, a powered down Carol Danvers having to kind of cope with with you know being kind of knocked down a few pegs and stuff. And so I, I don't know how they would do it because, you know, I mean, are they going to make her, if, if they're going to do it at all, but, you know, if, you know, if what, what character role she plays, you know, she a baddie turn goody? If she's yeah. just going to be kind of a side role and, uh, uh, you know, kind of featured uh person. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I would I would love to see it though. Yeah. Uh, so
0: uh, for, for in the, in the comic book, Uh, canon at at least rogue is starts off as a villain Mm -hmm. she her power is uh, whenever she makes skin to skin contact she begins to absorb uh somebody's personality and their life force in essence and as a result if she touches someone who's super powered she absorbs their powers to the point where her physical stature can be affected like when she touched she hulk Mm -hmm. she she had a green hue about her and she got a lot taller (laughs) Uh, but to the point where you know she would speak like Wolverine when she mm-hmm. touched him, and and you know, hey, bub. And so, <laughs> she has a very, very fascinating skill, and her power has kind of been out of whack lately. Although there was a point where she was in complete control, and she was able to access every person that she had ever, she ever touched, touched and and you know, and that's that's Thor, that's Hulk. I mean, she has a a wide variety. She, Professor X. So, in the comics, her her base set of powers. Now, it's not just that she walks around and she can touch people and she's human. She absorbed all of Carol Danvers' powers in the comic. So she could fly. She was strong. Uh, she had durability. And then Carol, Carol was, was tinkered with, with the Kree and that activated her binary power, yep. which upped her factor and because of her physiolo- physiology. So in the comic books, Rogue ties in with Carol throughout, um, as a direct result. And, it's interesting because if they do bring she's a she's an X Men staple now, mm-hmm. so that would be a, a, a mutant yes. appearing in the MCU. Yes, so that's that that could be a huge thing, a huge thing if that were true. So that would be great if if Carol could be somehow brought in with uh, with Rogue. Also, something that I I had been thinking about since we saw Monica. I mean, the, the, uh, Monica Rambo that uh, a way to get her powers would be kind of leached off and it could get her as the, well, photon now, but yeah. I, we can go down this well, honestly, do no, I talk about this yeah. because she's on the cast list for, I believe, WandaVision. Mm-hmm. So we will be seeing Monica Rambo and, yep. and, and WandaVision. So that's, that could be interesting because Wanda could activate her powers or something.
1: I think it would be cool to have kind of a, a mutant interaction to, to give Monica Rambo those, those powers. Could stuff. be interesting. So, yeah. I, I yeah. When,
0: when I saw her on the cast I was like, huh. Yeah. yeah. So that's great. So that's, 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 you know, number two. Mm-hmm. If this is what they decide to do, I mean, we're still a, a ways away from Captain Marvel 2. We are. But that's, that's an interesting rumor if that's true. Mm-hmm. Rumor number three X Men villain, Omega Red. Will appear in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Now, this is also big because Winter Soldier, Captain Winter Soldier, it's right around the corner. We're like a month away. We are. We're close. So I think it's I think it's Black Widow movie first. Yep. I think Black Widow in May, yep. and then June I think is when. Uh, so we're about two months away. But here's another mutant. This is an X Men villain primarily. It's mm-hmm. a a Weapon X Omega Red is he has these uh. Tentacles that shoot out of his wrist or forearms wrist yeah, wrist. And they release basically his death spore. Mm-hmm. That's his mutant power. It makes you really sick. It poisons you. It drains your life and it makes him more powerful. He's an interesting, he does have a, a bit of a healing factor. Mm-hmm. He's kind of strong. He's kind of fast. So he's got those, you know, hit hits those points. Um, He's a mm-hmm. Russian soldier. And he's big, too. He's a big old yeah, dude. He's yeah. Like seven, seven foot. Yeah. He's, something. he's a big old dude. So, yeah. if, if that's <laughs> the case, that could be awesome because, mm-hmm. I, I mean, we, we'd get our first mutant villain, mm-hmm. number one, in, in this current MCU. And number two, because in the comics he's Russian, that could be tied into yeah. all kinds of other stuff. Absolutely. So, uh, Omega Red, something to, something to look out for. Like, that could be cool. That could be a cool thing. Absolutely. No, I I,
1: I agree. I think that could be really cool. I, I didn't read much about Omega Ray. I do know, like we talked about this earlier, I, you know, I, I know he's, a, he, he he is in the X-Men. He is a villain. He does have those. I thought they were Animanium, but they're Yeah, a, I think it, a it's a something offshoot. like
0: Cardimania or something yeah. like that. Like it's a. So, it's, it's more flexible and malleable than adamantium yeah, yeah. would be.
1: So really hard to destroy and stuff. But and he he wields them very well. And, and so and then he you know have these pheromones and like the gases and the spores and stuff yeah. that poisons people and kills them. And and uh, so yeah, I'm 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 curious as how they're going to do it. I mean they, they 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 do have a tendency to kind of power down um, heroes and villains as well true, when it go to the MC, which I I support. I because it's it makes for better storytelling sure. stuff. So we'll see what they if if he is introduced, what they leave off and what they you know, make sure that it's prominent with this guy. So he'd be a cool baddie to see.
0: Either way, if he appears on that, you can take my money. <laughs> Speaking of money, Ooh, okay. let's pause for a word from our sponsor. Oh, absolutely. And that's how you segue, folks. Man.
1: <laughs> we we have amazing sponsors. We do, we yeah.
0: The, Spotify, thank you so much for spot for for being our sponsor, of Spotify. Actually, I use Spotify all the time. Absolutely. I really do. I have my little, uh, a little Millennium Falcon. That's basically just a radio, and I have that tied in, and it's linked up, <laughs> linked up on Spotify with my phone, so I can play. And then whenever it changes songs, it goes pew pew pew. So
1: <clears throat> absolutely, no. I think I'm, I'm going to start talking <laughs> about all of our sponsors in a very generic sense. Stuff, That's but. fine. So hey, remember get you some of this. This is this is amazing. amazing <laughs> get, stuff. get you some of that. Get you some of Downloaded that. Download it absolutely.
0: And now it's time for our retro spotlight. Back in the day when I was young, I'm not a kid anymore. Retro spotlight. See, we can do that. We can just we can jukebox it up. Absolutely. Uh, do you want to go first? Uh, who, who, who? I went, went first on. last week.
1: All right. So that that would be me. So we <clears throat> let me gather my my thoughts together here because uh, we have uh, this this even though we're gonna do retro. You know, this is very prominent because we have a very uh, notable figure who's going to be uh, introduced to the MCU by the name of Shang Chi. Yes. Now, I love Shang Chi for a variety of reasons, but the main reason is that Shang Chi does not have a superpower, well, you know, to, to, per se. So he, Shang Chi even though he doesn't have a superpower, he is the most deadliest hand-to-hand fighter on, on the planet in the Marvel universe. Now, now granted um, Marvel did do some reboots and stuff with him. So I'm not sure which route they're going to go. Cause he was given the ability to, um, you know, uh, he got, you know, pin particle. So he was able to grow into a giant. He was able to uh, another, uh, Weird ability they gave him was the ability to replicate himself, yeah, 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 and stuff. And so I don't know if if they're going to actually go that route with him and stuff. Now. With him, with uh, with uh, Shang who who is the master of kung fu. And now, when when we talk about like you know fighting styles and stuff for people, um, you know whether it's uh, you know Captain America or you know Black Panther, Black Widow, all they all mastered some kind of uh, martial arts and stuff. Sure. Shang Shi, however, he's what you would call a grandmaster. Now, for those who don't know Grandmaster, like it's like it's more than just the the ability to, to fight and stuff. It's the ability. It's almost like you're playing speed chess. That's what a Grandmaster do. Like people like Masters, they, they have what is called a muscle memory. You know, they can kind of react and stuff and and, and and, you know, and think fast and stuff. A Grandmaster, they already kind of know what you're going to do. Before you do it and stuff. This, this is what makes uh, Shang-Chi very deadly. And actually one of the best fighters and stuff. I mean, he's bested uh, people. He have bested uh, Black Panther. Um, see, I, I have a rundown of uh, some of the the notable uh, characters he has actually uh, beaten and stuff. Including Iron Fist. Now, for those who don't read comic books, how much Iron Fist is, like, you know, one of the baddest fighters. He's unstoppable. He he has uh what's the fist the,
0: the fist of conscience or he, the fist of uh his well it's his, it's chi it's his it's chi, his chi. It's his, yeah it's his chi it's his focused Un, yeah
1: versus. unbreakable uh his fists are unbreakable and you know he's he's like the the comic book version of you know or the anime version of One Punch Man he's he's amazing but yeah uh, Shang Chi was actually able to actually uh, best him. Now, Shang-Chi was, you know, so just so you guys know, I mean, he was created by uh, Stevie uh, Englehart and Jim, yeah, Jim Starlin uh, back in 1973. And there was, you know, I mean, there are some issues with (laughs) the comic books and stuff. I mean, they they did, um, they didn't really have a great way of um painting asian characters um drawing asian characters in comic books and so you know he he did have a little bit of the the simpsons hue i guess is the best way yeah to that's kinda, a, that's a good way to put it yeah I, 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 yeah so it was 1973 it, it was it was a different time it was a very much different time i mean in fact they um what what marvel did in fact how Chi kind of came about was they really wanted to explore the world of martial arts and horror and horror Monsters and stuff like that, because that was what was popular, you know, back then. And they even went so far as to try to buy the rights of Kung Fu, which was, you know, featured David Carradine, David Carradine. and that deal kind of fell through. So they so they ended up um, buying the character or licensing the character Fu Manchu, which uh, from that is what was born out of um, uh, shang Shi, which is supposedly the son of Fu Manchu. Now there's a now when they did a reboot, just so you guys know, uh, Fu Manchu is like was this evil uh, villain, but you know Shang Shi, who was his uh, son, he he actually molded him to be this human weapon. He didn't think his father was evil at the time, and so until you know he got you know sent out on this uh, mission to actually uh, destroy a villain, which his father you know told him was a villain. and Everything else, and then when he came upon him, realized it was this is a little frail guy, but. You know, in the honorable ways that he believes in and everything else in honoring his father, he dispatched of this person. And then that's where it was revealed to him who the person he killed was and actually about who his father, Fu Chu, actually was. And so this w- is what causes the conflict um, for uh chi um, so with that, so Shane, you know his father, you know, just like with most uh, heroes, you know, uh, especially in the MCU, your father's a big disappointment. Uh, you know, I mean, we have you know, Eagle the Planet. You know, there's, I mean, it, we can go on and on the list of, of just bad, bad parenting. And stuff, Darth Vader. yes, Darth Vader. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So. So yeah. So. Oops. Sorry. So, he first appeared in, uh, I'm going to get this right, so for any of you guys who are interested in taking a look at, checking out, uh, well, you may not find this comic book, because if you do, it's worth quite a a pretty penny at this time, but Marvel did release this in, in December of 1973 through their special Marvel edition number 15. That's right, number 15. So, if you do find that comic book. Please frequent your uh, local comic shops, brick and mortars. We absolutely always promote those and you know and support those. So shout out to your local uh, neighborhood uh, comic book store. If you do find those, give me a call because I would like to talk to you. <laughs> so anyway, so with with, with that said, um, they they did revamp him, and you know um, his father. You know they they so they had to revamp him because Fu Manchu won. It's kind of you know it's it's kind of the the Asian character type of uh, it doesn't paint
0: a pretty picture of, yeah.
1: of Asian culture and stuff. And so they so in the anyway, Marvel ended up having to give back the rights to Fu Manchu, which there which means they had to kind of reboot uh, Shang-Chi, which is what they developed out of it. And so what they did was actually. Created this, uh, I think he was an inhuman called uh, Shing uh, Zhu who was pretending to be Fu Manchu, who was actually is Shengshi's father. So I don't know what directions we'll see uh, with this, but there's also the 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 uh, Mandarin Mandarin um, because they also I know we're going to see the Mandarin in it because they talk about the uh, ten rings. In the title of uh, Shang Chi, that's true, and I'm not going to spoil anything about the Ten Rings, but just think uh, Thanos' gauntlet and stuff. When yeah, you, when yeah. You, yeah, that's the best best thing I'm going to give you right now is to think about Thanos' gauntlet when it comes to the to the Ten Rings and stuff. Um, but yeah, so uh, Shang Chi, he you know his he has some, he's a really amazing fighter. He's highly smart. He's what you would consider in the in the Marvel universe a peak human being. So he's able to go toe-to-toe with a lot of these uh superheroes and and villains and stuff without having any actually real superpower or any real assistance. I mean, I know Tony Stark's made him some amazing uh nanotech uh nunchucks and mm-hmm. stuff that, you know, that just which just helped boost his peak uh his peak powers and stuff. But all in all, you know, he doesn't have a suit, he doesn't have um uh, you know, uh, rage strength. He doesn't have, you know, blasters or, you know, the, the power of, you know, the goddess Bass or anything in his favor. He is a regular human being who spent his entire life to be molded and trained to be a human weapon. And he, he is, he's, he's, uh, he's amazing. Um, if you, you know, if you do any uh, research on him, you'll find him easily on the list of uh, some of the top you know top eight top 10 best uh marvel fighters that that there ever is so i'm really excited because one i love kung fu and two i love comic books and that era that they that they did was for me was was fantastic that was like spaghetti western style so um go ahead you, you want to do some input here i just i
0: just want to make one request for marvel yes if you could Please get the RZA to make your soundtrack for that movie. Oh, yes, that's it. That's, that's I'm putting my two cents in. Absolutely. You know, if, if we could get some some samurai, some samurai RZA stuff, that would make my my cold heart very warm.
1: Man, if yeah, if you can if you can incorporate Wu Tang in any way into the into the new film, I'm 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 there for it. So um so yeah so and this is going to be shang Shi will be introduced as part of uh, phase four which I'm, I'm excited to see. So at some point in 2021, 20, uh, I believe, we will see uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, which is starting, uh, starring uh, Simu. I'm going to butcher there. I, I do apologize. I actually like this actor, uh, Simu Lu, mm-hmm. which uh, and, I, and I actually on Netflix right now, um, I'm actually watching him in Kim's Convenience, which is a really cool little sitcom. Oh yeah, that is a good yeah. little sitcom. Yeah, it's a cool little sitcom about you know uh, the uh, 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 Asian family who has a convenience store and they're in Canada. Which it took me a minute to figure out they're <laughs> in Canada until they started talking about the money and the exchange and stuff. I'm like, oh okay, okay, that's Canadian currency and stuff. But um, yeah, just just the day day in life. It kind of have kind of this office esque kind of. Uh, setting or, or at least reminder to me and stuff, but yeah, he's he's in it. Uh, I, I think I'm on like season four with it. He, he's he's actually amazing. I think he's a, a perfect candidate for for this role. Um, also, uh, some other notable uh, cast members is uh, Aquafina. So, for those who don't know Aquafina, she, she is hilarious. She's an amazing actress. Uh, she was actually a rapper who turned the actress, turned into being dubbed the, um, which I, I, I'm not a big fan of this. She's her own comedian, but they called her just based on uh, the fact she was in uh, Crazy Rich Asians. Right, right. The uh, Ellen DeGeneres, she has that kind of quality. She's just kind of that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just, just the way she delivers her jokes and stuff. And I, I love both characters, Ellen and her, and stuff. But she's her own person. She and she, she's amazing. She can kind of carry her own, her own. So, uh, so yeah, so that. And then they have playing the Mandarin, which is uh, Tony uh, Ch- uh, Chuva Long. I don't know too much about about that person. So he, I know. Yeah, he had a you know a decent career, a pretty good resume and rap sheet. But I, I don't think I've seen some of his movies. He's done some really huh. good award winning films and stuff. I just haven't haven't seen
0: him. it sounds like we're going to get a legitimate Mandarin though not like no, Iron Man 3.
1: No, not like the uh, the the two uh, false Mandarins right. that we had in <laughs> Iron Man there. Um, you know, which you know starring uh what was that? Ben,
0: it, was, it was Guy Pierce, and it was uh, Ben Kingsley. Ben Kingsley
1: is it Sir being. Is I, sir? I think it is might be Sir. We can sir? call him Sir. If not, yes. if
0: if we're, I'd rather be wrong and call him yeah, Sir than Sir. or legendary yeah. either
1: either one for me, but Sir yeah, Ben, ben Kingsley. Kingsley, I like that better. I, I I had I I really my my biggest criticism is that they did both of those characters who I love as actors. <laughs> Wrong in
0: Iron Man Three, they, they, they,
1: really they underutilize them, and I just don't know where they're going with that. But yeah, no, it's not them. They're not the Mandarin, Madarin, Madarin mm-hmm. and so. But. We will see the real one here, who is an evil genius. We'll do a, a deep dive on the oh, yeah. at some point in the future. And, and, stuff, so. and
0: as it gets closer, the, I mean, we'll break the movie down as we get closer to that. Oh,
1: absolutely. Yeah. Now, and, and also so uh, some other cool things, you know, I mean, Shang-Chi, I absolutely, even though he is a, a human. Know doesn't have any real superpowers and stuff. He he is amazing. He was part of the Avengers and the Heroes for Hire. He was Spider Man's mentor. For most people who don't know that, he actually uh, when Spider Man was you know uh, going through some um, some horrible stuff um, where he was uh, facing with having to you know do do without his powers. His powers got taken away from from his awareness, his Spidey senses and stuff. Uh, Shang-Chi, his mentor, taught him not only taught him he created a special martial arts just for Spider-Man so he could actually take out some baddies and, and this actually upped Spider-Man to like a omega not omega but just a, oh, yeah accelerated a, level yeah, accelerated level of Spider-Man and stuff and so yeah so yeah that just kind of shows uh, Shingen's genes he he taught he invented and then taught in a a new kind of martial arts to Peter Parker and stuff so, yeah, so that's what that's kind of it. So, yeah, so phase four, Shang-Chi, amaze, uh, amazing comic books. If you can, if you can kind of uh, get the opportunity to go to the, any comic book store, um, you know, there's some, there's some really, really good words and stuff. And I'm, I'm gonna fumble my words and keep, keep going until Chris cuts me off here. So,
0: you cut. I'm just kidding. All right,
1: <laughs> no, you're good. So, yeah, so that's Shang-Chi. So, check, check them out. Look for them in, in Marvel
0: phase four. So. Well done, Shang-Chi. Super excited about that movie, by the way. Yeah, I am too. So I've decided to do a little bit on The Winter Soldier. I've already talked a little bit about Sam Wilson Wilson. and Captain America, but I thought I'd give a little insight to The Winter Soldier himself. So, very, very complicated past. Uh, So James Buckingham Barnes was born in Shelbyville, Indiana in 1925. I won't be talking like that the whole time, just so you know. So he grew up as an army brat, and – his father was killed and they kind of let him hang around the base as not, not necessarily a mascot, but that's kind of how they, they kind of all adopted him. He didn't have parents. And they just called him Bucky and Bucky began to learn all about the ins and outs of being a soldier when he was younger. And he, he gained a real liking towards uh, all of a sudden bigger and muscular, but super clumsy soldier named steven rogers and at this point captain america is really kind of starting to the coming the foray and appearing on battlefields and fighting against the germans since it takes place during world war ii a, a lot of a lot of bucky and, and captain's origin stuff so one day he happens upon steven rogers tent and he sees him dressing as captain america and he kind of puts the two together and he he realizes his friend his clumsy awkward friend is the greatest fighter <laughs> on the world, leading the charge against the Nazis. So he kind of starts upping his training and begs to be assigned to Captain America. So even though he's 15 years old, they decide, you know what? We're going to pair you with Captain America because we can use you as a symbol to rally the youth of America. You know, going for the real rah-rah, boom bah, go America thing. Oh, America! So they end up fighting a whole bunch of stuff together, and, and he becomes basically Cap's right-hand man. Uh, with a couple of exceptions, Cap uh, doesn't kill. Bucky never had any problem with it. While, while Cap is a defensive tank who manages to use his shield as an offensive weapon, Bucky has guns. Uh, Bucky comes through one side and, and has no problems with knifing people, shooting people. Oh, yeah. Cap's more of a, you know, protector purveyor of life. Bucky clearly has different ideals, even in how they wield him. So at one point on one of their adventures during the closing days of World War II, they're going against Baron Zemo, who has this experimental drone plane. And they both end up on top of it, trying to defuse this bomb. Well, Cap kind of loses his grip and tells Bucky to jump off. Bucky refuses to because he's trying to defuse the bomb. And as Cap's falling to what will eventually be his icy suspended animation, uh, the plane explodes. And what we assume is Bucky has perished. So Steve Rogers gets frozen in ice, gets pulled out by uh, Prince Namor. And is thought out and eventually becomes the head of the Avengers. But he always remembers Bucky. But little do we know is that Bucky was pulled out himself um, by the Russian, a Russian patrol submarine. They find him, his body has been cold preserved like caps, but his left arm is gone. It's been damaged. It's almost off. So they heal him. He's amnesic because of the explosion. And so they attach a bionic arm and they begin to upgrade it as their technology improves. So they start programming him as a Soviet assassin. He's got it already has a disposition for death and killing. He has no qualms about it. He's been trained by the best. Uh, Department X trains him under the codename, the winter soldier. So he keeps getting sent on these wet work covert op missions. And then after they, after he kills, they wipe him his brain and they put him back in suspended animation, which is why he's been able to live such a long life because they've preserved him. So, they continue to do this, and as a result, that's why Bucky has only aged a few years to a young adult since the closing days of World War II. Well, he is sent, unlike the movie version, he doesn't kill you know, Tony Stark's father, his parents. But he's been sent to kill the Red Skull, Jack Monroe, who was Nomad, also a Captain America at one point, under orders from Alexander uh, Lukin, He has sent a terrorist attack on Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, which kills hundreds and ends up with the Cosmic Cube. So Sharon Carter, who is an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., and you you know about Sharon Carter if you know about the MCU, she's in there. So former lover of Steve Rogers, um, he rescues her and Carter says, the guy who attacked us looks like an adult version of Bucky, which Cap can't wrap his mind around. So they can't ascertain his identity. This goes on for a while. Finally, finally, Captain America tracks him down and confronts him. There's a big fight, much like what happens in The Winter Soldier, one of my top three Marvel movies, by the way. Mm. So there is, a, there is a nice big fight during which he begins to regain his memories. So he's got the Cosmic Cube, which kind of augments the the psychic thing that's happening to him. So he becomes overwhelmed by this guilt of everything that's been happening to him, and all kind of I mean, imagine that for years, you've been getting sent on kills, and then your mind's been wiped. It all comes back to him at once. everything he's done, every person he's killed, every assassin mission he's been on and he becomes overwhelmed and just wrecked with guilt. He crushes the cosmic cube and it teleports him away. A uh, little while later, Cap is in London, Fending off a terrorist attack, and Bucky shows up. And helps him. So they begin to kind of get close again with with Cap taking him back under his wing. And, and Bucky on what can only be called a redemption path where he constantly feels that he is unworthy. He's constantly worried about any kind of safe words that might be implemented in him. Uh, he doesn't feel he's worthy of Cap. He knows he's a killer. He's trying to reclaim his past. And so Bucky has this whole journey, this brilliant arc that he goes through where he is now a full-fledged hero, 100%, who even tries to to, to appreciate the sanctity of life. He's been Captain America for a while. He's led his own team of Avengers he, in, a, in a modified Captain America suit, no less. Uh, he's led a team called the Thunderbolts, which is a lot of reformed criminals. And he's kind of put his place back in where he should be as the hero that he was way back in the day but the, that's the full arc of the of the MCU uh bucky now bucky on top of being strong fast he's got years of training as both an assassin he's been trained by captain america himself he's fought taskmaster and he's been trained by taskmaster he know he's had a shield so he knows how to throw cap shield with the angles that Cap does. Not as good as Cap, but enough. But his real, real, real coup de gras is that bionic arm. Which has been updated big time. Even more so than the, than, than the comics. Or I'm sorry, than, than the movie. Um, his arm now can shoot energy blasts. It can create an EMP pulse. It's been amped to the point where he can pick up a car with one hand. And, and toss it. It can shoot flames. It can detach itself. So it's it's become more than just a strong arm made of, you know, you have an arm made of metal? That's awesome, Spider-Man. So, so at this point, he's still the Winter Soldier. It's, it's kind of what he's, he's – he stayed the Winter Soldier. But he's taken his place. He's uh, even h- hooked up with uh, Black Widow in the comics. They, they were together when they were younger. They were together when they were older. So – uh, but that's where he is now. He's kind of a he kind of leads his own group. He's, he's always putting himself in the shadow of captain America, even though Steven has told him a bunch of times that he doesn't stand in the shadow. He stands next to him and he's earned it. I feel like he's kind of a redemption story. That's always going to try to redeem himself. I don't think there's ever going to be a time where Bucky Barnes feels that he's worthy of what he's been bestowed. Even the forgiveness that cap gave him. But it's a great arc. It's a great story. I think the MCU did a really good job of bringing him in. And uh, I think Sebastian Stan, who plays him, does a really good job of capturing it. I like the, I like the Wakanda that they brought in, and the fact that he was the white uh, war, whatever they called him in, in Wakanda the White Wolf. The White Wolf, yes. White Wolf. Which was awesome. Uh, they gave this man an arm, which was awesome. And I'm very, very excited to see him and Sam and, and what their adventures can oh, become. Yeah. I, I fully believe that he's going to play an integral role in in them denying Sam, the captain. I think they're going to be a combination of what happens with Civil War, and I think it's going to be they're going to bring up his past, but I think it's going to have a nice redemptive arc throughout the, I think we're getting six episodes, yeah. yep. six 45-minute episodes. Yep. Super excited about that. But yeah, that is Bucky Barnes. Started off as a, a kid killer <laughs> with, with Captain America, and uh Progressed to the the leader and hero that Captain America always believed he could be. Mm-hmm. Lucky Barnes, yeah. There Redemption. it is. Redemption. Oh, that's right. Uh, so, I thought this would be a time to introduce a new segment I thought of. The Not-So-MCU. New segment. New segment. We're going to try it out, see how it goes. So, you all know the MCU. For, for a decade now, it's been uh, dominating the box office. Oh, yeah. But there was a time before... A much darker time Mm. when we had to deal with the not so MCU. And I decided to pick out a pretty legendary movie, 1990s Captain America. Mm. Now, what I'm going to do here is I'm going to give you a little bit of backstory about the movie, talk to you about the lead actors, and then maybe go through what makes it so bad. So the director is uh, Albert uh, Diem. Captain America himself is played by Matt Salinger. Uh, that is the son of J.D. Salinger. J.D. Salinger. Yeah, Catcher okay. in the Rye. Yep. And then the Red Skull was played by Scott Poland. Budget of $10 million, which 1990, eh, whatever. Now, this was...
1: Which I think they had $9 million left over when they were done with it, right? <laughs> More than likely. Yeah, okay.
0: So, basically, you have to think of what was going on in 1990. Uh, 1989, uh, DC had just hit big with Batman. Yes. So, this was marvel's way of answering batman Mm. and they got together a budget they had a bunch of script rewrites uh stanley was super excited about bringing captain america into uh, onto the movie screen they began to enlist and audition many many different actors including uh dolph lundgren Mm-hmm. Who at the time canceled because he was doing Punisher? Yep. That's another one we'll throw in there. Oh. There is a Dolph Lundgren Punisher movie. Oh boy! And so uh, Lundgren said no, and then the next person they approached was uh, <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger, The Governator, and of course his accent kept them from <laughs> from, from casting him. But I got to tell you, just for the thought of trying to hear him say that he's America's ass, right? yeah. <laughs> I'm here for freedom. Get to the chopper So, I think they really missed out on that one. That could have yeah. been a glorious, glorious oh. movie. But of course, uh, but a bunch of people for that time, I think Alec Baldwin was another who came up, and 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 they were just looking for it, and they found, they finally found their man in Matt Salinger, who, by all accounts, six foot four, muscular, mm-hmm. blonde, Captain America. Yep. But the problem doesn't just end with the casting. The script gets changed and tossed around, and Oof. they can't figure out what to do. Uh, the red skull is Italian, not German. Uh, so they don't, they don't know what they're doing with that. Uh, the cap costume that they originally make is made out of rubber. Ooh. And where they're filming, the, the, the heat gets almost to 100 degrees regularly. So Salinger keeps having heat strokes and having, they're having to give him IV fluids. It slows down production. Um, the, the rubber costume, Rubs his ears raw, so they have to put have holes, prosthetic holes in it. Ears and they have to put prosthetic yeah. ears yes. yeah. onto the, the 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 mask of the yeah. costume. Um, it gets so bad and so drawn out, and they change directors and they they change mm-hmm. actors, and they decide, you know what, we're not going to release it in America. They release it internationally, uh, direct to video in the U.S. Very much. Uh, also, at this time, a Captain was a. It was his 50-year anniversary. So they were kind of with that. That's why everyone was so excited about this. But then when you saw the convoluted mess that was put before you, they just realized, you know what? We can't put this in theaters. <laughs> There's no way. And, and it's good that they chose not to put it in theaters. So what happened with this is what happens with many movies that end up so bad that they're kind of good, although I don't think this falls in that room is it ends up getting a limited theatrical rerun in 2011, back as the Captain America movies were were pumping out. So it comes back to the theater, and wouldn't you know it, people love it. They do a poll, and it gets a 98% approval rating. Yep. And let me tell you, I've seen this movie. There is not (laughs) – there isn't – I mean, no.
1: It's – oh, man, that's bad. But it's – I, I think what where people it, it gets that ninety that ninety eight percent approval rating is because people think it was purposely written to be a it joke, can't be right a joke. This was like yeah, this is like Evil Dead. Like um um uh what's what's the the you know Shop Smart Shop as Smart
0: oh uh, uh, the, the Army of Darkness Army of
1: Darkness kind of like purposely just cheese and and it wasn't they were trying to make a a competitive superhero movie to uh superhero movie to Superman and Batman yeah. which was DC was dominating yes. and stuff and this was this was not that it, i it, mean it was not it was the first time i saw captain america run away <laughs> from from people um i, I have to say i I was, I was speaking about this earlier like they they introduced the new superpower <laughs> with this which oh my god if you get the opportunity to see this and you'll know what i'm talking about but the this the, it, i call it the it's the cap fake out so so two times in this movie cap is driving in in, in or as a passenger in someone's car and he, he pulls us like hey I, i'm kind of sick can you pull over and so they pull over and, and cap pretends like he's about to hurl toss his cookies and then as the person comes over to kind of you know pat him on the back, he ducks on the room and runs straight <laughs> to the vehicle and steals the vehicle. He does this twice. Twice. This, this is this. I'm like, it's it's that bad, folks. The I, duck and run. The duck and run. Yes. yes I love it. Yes. So well, uh, it's yeah. Oh man. It's it's just it, really bad. It's
0: bad. The 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 dialogue is bad. The the acting is is very right. cheesy and over the top the fight uh,
1: scenes are horrendous
0: some of some of some notable quotes uh, the red skull upon seeing captain america for the first time uh pronounces good an american but when i am needing help of my english lessons which makes no sense on, on any level mm. it's not a good sentence it's not a a good thing it's not a good reaction but it's it's a it's a mess it, it is an absolute mess there is a, a lot of stuff you can find. A lot of, there's a whole bunch of trivia mm-hmm. about about the the process that happened with this. Um, I think you can possibly find on YouTube clips. And I know there were some bootleg copies that were floating around. You can find some at Comic-Cons. I know that. They mm-hmm. always have somebody who has copies of it at Comic-Con for oh, sale. Yeah. But Amazon, you can find a copy. if If you're interested, if this is something you want, if you're a Captain America fan, you don't want this. If you're someone who likes really bad movies that want to make you cry and hate Captain America,
1: absolutely.
0: This is the movie for you.
1: If you can't find a bootleg copy, I'm I'm sure like a, a Goodwill somewhere has it. Like <laughs>
0: it's, ho- it's propping up as, in that as door a coaster pro- or something. Propping up a
1: door somewhere and stuff. Just take their copy and give it back to them.
0: Yeah, stuff, it's so. it's really bad. Uh so that's our journey into the not so MCU Captain America film from 1990. Give it a look. Let us know what you think. So uh, also, let us know if you if you like that bit because next week I'm thinking we're going to do the the Roger Corman Fantastic Four, Fantastic Four, which which is Ooh. a nightmare in its own right. <laughs> uh, we we could theoretically do all the Fantastic Four movies, which I think we're going to, yeah. if, if we continue to do this, but the the Roger Corman Fantastic Four is uh, a, a nice particular brand of why did we do this? Mm-hmm. So now it's time for the uh, fight nights. Oopsie. Ding, ding, ding. Fight night. And today we have, you know what? I can change this up if you want. Because I, I know, I know, I know I was thinking Rogue versus Captain Marvel, but we've already kind of talked about it. And I believe that Big Papa Disney, and since we are in the mm-hmm. you know, Casa de Papa Grande studios, um, let's talk about Scarlet Witch versus Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. So we're going to pit uh, Sean's two, uh, well, two of his five favorite ladies. Since you do have two daughters and a wife, I'm going to go ahead and give them – I'm going to give them precedence over – yeah, yeah, smart thing. So, <laughs> yeah, he loves you, Lisa. So anyway, um, so we have the reality warping powers of Wanda Maximoff and Scarlet Witch against the energy absorption and distribution Cree based powers of Captain Marvel. Yes, Carol Danvers. Now, Carol Danvers, MCU-wise – has been stated as the most powerful. Mm-hmm. But as we saw in the battle in the Avengers, yeah. there was one person who was going to take out Thanos. Yep. And that was Wanda Maximoff. Oh, yeah. And you can also say the same thing about the comics, especially considering what Wanda's power what Wanda's powers do. Mm-hmm. Carol can't really absorb. No. It's not an energy that she can absorb. Carol Danvers uh, is insanely powerful. Yes. Uh, just absorbing cosmic radiation and, and cosmic energy and, and she could power into strength and speed and, and, and bolts that are devastating. But Wanda's reality warping powers
1: is on the magical mystic arts. Yeah. Side. I mean, and she
0: could just, yeah. she could make your appendix burst. <laughs> like just, you know, something that would just floor you on, on a, on a human level. Mm-hmm. However, in a head to head fight, Wanda would have to be careful. Because Wanda's power is a concentration thing,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, Carol's much faster. Well, yes, much stronger yep. and much more durable. Wanda could die from a a throat being slit, uh, oh, a, a bullet to the shoulder, it, so, or, or something. So, yeah. So
1: Captain uh, Captain Marvel. I mean, for for those who I mean her her abilities. I mean, she's she she can she is incredibly fast. She's like six times the speed of sound. Yeah. Um, she has, which we haven't seen in the MCU, but just in the comic book, or if we're going to go, you know, uh, battle for battle, Juggernaut versus Juggernaut, we might as well use the, the best of both. Um, you know, she, she can go Omega, which, you know, um. Which you know, it, uh, what what's the what's the terminology? She turns into the white her, her
0: binary mode,
1: her binary when yeah. she goes binary. And I'm, I'm sorry, she goes binary. I mean, it just kind of makes her. I mean, incredibly unstoppable and right. stuff. I mean, she she actually can harness the power of of a dwarf star, yeah, of a star, yes. Yeah. the dwarf white star and stuff. And she, I mean, she has energy manipulation on a cosmic level not just just with the energies that we see here and stuff, but just on the cosmic level and she can i mean she can fire with laser accuracy from great distances i mean she could be literally sitting on the sun and shooting you know a a target on earth in like kansas city somewhere and stuff that's how accurate she she is and stuff with with her powers so with speed and stuff it, it, it makes it makes things hard but the thing is you have to know that you're in a fight. So, right. you yeah. know, so Wanda, Wanda Scarlet, Witch, absolutely would in this matchup, we have to assume she knows she's going to be fighting, you know, uh, Captain Marvel. So with that, I mean,
0: once Wanda locks on a target, yeah, it's super hard to beat her. Correct. It's, it's, you know, the exertion from her power being used a lot, mm-hmm. you know, and then the, just the concentration factor. Are Plus the fact that she's a, just a regular human with powers, sure. are are her main weaknesses. But head to head, if she knows Carol's coming, yep, and can adjust for the speed. I mean, she could slow Carol down absolutely, really with her powers. Oh, she uh,
1: she can create. A, she can actually build a force field around her that will actually captures yeah. uh, capture her power. I mean, this is it's, a magical force field that she's not Carol, Carol Danvers. Is not going to be able to absorb. Yeah. Right.
0: But also, don't forget Carol Danvers was a was an air force pilot. Yes. So when she fights in the air. She fights like mm-hmm. a trained pilot. She's a Correct. she's a trained like most people. Some people can fly and they just they have a hard time fighting in the air. Yeah, yeah. Not Carol. Nope. She literally projects herself like a missile and yep. blows through stuff. So uh, it's it's a pretty it's a more balanced fight than you would think, but in this case it would be uh, Wanda. If Wanda was prepared, yep. I think Wanda takes it. Yep. But if Carol's able to sneak. Or at least get the if if Carol gets the first hit in, mm-hmm. it's over, because yeah. because she could just snap Wanda's neck. Assuming she's a killer, yep. and and we're fighting to the death. We put these two in an arena. It's it's that simple. Either her speed gets her to Wanda first, or Wanda's power keep her on the defensive so much that Carol's never even able to make an attack based, and she's just.
1: So I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. I think that. Both of them in a matchup, knowing that they're about to fight each other, knowing they're going to fight each other. I think we're gonna we'll see two different. This is and this just bear with me on this. I think um, Captain Marvel at her at her height, it takes a it would I think it will take a um, a second before she gets to that mode where she would want to kill and destroy like. you know, beat detain all that's part part of her training, who she is and stuff. But to kill that, to get to that level, um, to you unlock those those powers and stuff, she has it's going to take a little bit. With Wanda, she, I mean, in order for that fight to kind of get get to that point, there has to been there has to be some pretty good battling, right? So, so, but the thing, this is where I edge it to to Scarlet, Witch, is she doesn't actually need to get to that height and Level. Yeah, she, she just has to, to think of, about it. She has to lose control yeah. and, and just let, and her powers has the ability to protect her. And even, I mean, we're talking about like it, the greatest thing about her, her power is, is it will do what it needs to do to ensure, ensure the win and stuff. It's it, it, just the way it is. So if they know that, okay, Carol, if she ever gets to that point where she goes, you know, goes binary, it's it's over and stuff and there's can be really a sneak attack because this is a this is a a, you know battleground matchup and stuff scarlet witches and her power is like well we know how to make the probabilities in our favor and i'm gonna have to edge just the scarlet witch and
0: stuff agreed so i think that wanda could also block her access to her binary power yep yep i mean her power literally works on Improbabilities happening, mm-hmm. like what are the chances? I mean, she could turn her power against her, like or she could get, absorb energies that that are she would explode, like mm-hmm. just so. So yeah, I, I would yeah. give I would give in a head to head battle with with preparation and and some separation, mm-hmm. uh, where Carol will have to fly towards Wanda. I give it to Wanda.
1: Yeah, I give I, I give it to I give it to Wanda, mm-hmm. and you know, and I, I say as well because I love Captain Marvel, Me and too. I think. Man, if anyone who I want to see full power showing up on the big screen is this Captain Marvel. I mean, we saw a little bit when we he, did, she we destroyed she ship. When we saw her destroy Thanos' ship and stuff. But yeah, I I I. With that said, I mean, there's a lot of people who sleep on on Scarlet, which just because of how reduced right. they they made her in in the, the MCU. Now with WandaVision, I think, and when with the new uh, Doctor Strange coming out we're going to see a more powerful Wanda than we've ever seen before. So yeah, yeah. Wanda, Wanda has this for me.
0: Awesome. Well, that's uh, going to do it for episode five of the Marvel tribe. We do appreciate you guys listening to us and don't forget to check out the, the D cast tomorrow or I'm sorry, Thursday. Thursday, Thursday. And also don't forget that extra magic. Oh. Which is Sean and Brooke, and then we've got the Insiders who just released an episode this a couple of days ago, which was actually really, really super good—not actually really good—it was good. So that'll do it for us today, and we appreciate everything you guys have done for us and and for tuning in. Don't forget to like and subscribe and Absolutely. leave us an iTunes review, and we'll see you guys in a couple of days when we go on the decast. But that's gonna do it us for us here at the. Uh,